Welcome to Mixed Company. Bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. We're back. Yes, we are. Hey. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Mixed Company 2017. Um, we are back from a long but very necessary break. I am your co-host, Kai. I'm Simeon. And Simeon and Karina first. still can't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes first? <laughs> I'm Karina. I'm Simeon. All right. So it's been a while. I guess our last um, show aired when? Sem- December something. Mm-hmm. December something. And right mm-hmm. now it is the end of January and we'll be posting the first week of February. So some things have gone down. Some life has happened. Um, great, bad, indifferent. Some good. There's some good. There's yeah, some focus good on the, the good. No, some well, the, good I don't know about in the world, world but in my world, yeah. Yeah, I mean, your world is a part of the world. We live here, too. <laughs> so some good, bad, and indifferent stuff has happened. Um, but, yeah, we made it. We're back. We made it through January. How Amen. was everybody's holiday? It was great. Indifferent. Mm. Well, mine was good. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a microcosm for the world as a whole. Um, spent time with family, traveled as usual. Oh, yeah. Um, You're back on it around listen, the world. Listen, man, listen. With everything going on, I just need... <laughs> I had to smoke it away. <laughs> I had, like, I'm just in my, crane, my cranes in the sky moment that's extended through 2017, so... Well, how are the people in Bali? Yeah, I just came back from Bali, Indonesia, and I made a pit stop in Singapore. Um, and it was very eye-opening. I almost died. Um, okay. I don't Sounds know like fun. what you guys would do without me, but um, my homegirl had me jumping off cliffs into waterfalls oh, dope. and scaling rocks. Oh. Look at you. Yo, I was like Tomb Raider, but like <laughs> the clumsy kind. Like if Lara Croft couldn't balance on her feet... That would be me. That's but you but did I it. got up out of there without any broken bones, so I'm very proud to say I, I've yes. done some extreme things. Yes. I will never do it again. I'm more of a lay in the villa and get a massage kind of girl, but you know. But you did it. I did it. I did it. That's awesome. Sim, Simi and Karina, you guys have any good trips that happened? Um, no, I've been right here. I almost died, too. Uh, what? I, I, I didn't know about in, this one. What happened? Because I flew into Fort Lauderdale the day that oh. I Oh, I guess that kind of takes really? us into, like, our next... Was, we're going to do, like, did, a Did recap. we not have this conversation? No, because I was flying from Palm Beach International. Yeah, we had this conversation because I knew I was you flying. were in Fort Lauderdale. I was flying on that day, but you I was flying out of um, Palm Beach International. Not for Lauderdale. Okay. Uh, were you down there at the same time as Yeah. Well? So just in case everybody's like, WTF are they talking about? We <laughs> Essentially, we're doing a really quick recap of what's happened in America since we've last <laughs> spoken. Yeah. So since we've last spoken, there was, are we calling it a? It was a, a shooting. It was a shooting. But we should Maybe call so. it a terrorist attack. It you was. Know why we should call it a terrorist attack? Because we can't just, listen, and I guess we'll get into this. We cannot yeah. just limit terrorist attacks to something that is specific to, well, a person of Muslim religion or descent committed the act. No. um, There's domestic terrorism. There's domestic terrorism. That's why I disagree with you, because he had a mental illness that wasn't addressed. 
So it's still terrorism. I'm about to say who's to say just because, who's to say yeah. that other people that correct that commit other acts don't also have these issues. Well, I mean, I feel Except like terror, for the American terror has a but, mission. You know, whatever. Like, when you're a terrorist, like you have a mission. But it, the fact that it was at an do you airport. Not think he had a mission. He you had think, a mission. It's, do you not think his mission was to disrupt and defeat? I, I don't know what the voices people? in his. I don't know what the voices in his head was telling him. I mean, the, so the, the voices, voices in his head committed. Yeah. A, ter- a domestic. I mean, I, I think act. I think that situation raises like a whole another issue about like veterans and mental illness and how they just don't take care of them. I'm just not going to dumb down the act by giving it a sweeter word because I feel mm-hmm. like that is the reason why we are where, where we are today. Mm. Um, and I'm loosely speaking to this bullshit-ass Muslim ban. Um, That's but true. <laughs> and who knows? Let's call it what it is. You, sh- you shot up a whole bunch of people in an enclosed space. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen in Beirut, if that were to happen in New York City, if that were to happen... Shit, it happened in Quebec last night. We call it a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. So guess what I'm gonna call it? It was a terrorist attack that happened at Fort Lauderdale International Airport, the best airport to fly into if you're going to Miami because it's super cheap. It happened there, and <sighs> my friend, you, you dodged. We it. almost might not have been friends no more. Oh, that would have been so sad. It would but have. <laughs> that would have been way more scary. tragic than me falling it's, off a cliff. If you, it's really scary because of where in the airport it happens. So baggage you're claim. leaving the sure. airport. Everybody's and at baggage yeah. claim. Everybody can get to baggage claim. And it's not the top part of the airport is protected because you're mm-hmm. going to fly out of right. the, the state or whatever. And but the baggage claim part that's barely protected, yeah. if at all. Well, it's not happy. like Laguardia where they make you check we're in your happy ID. That your family dysfunction <laughs> allowed you guys to miss it. Good for you. Well, I missed it because I didn't check it back. Right. Hey, listen. You saved that $25 and your life. And your life. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I like the silver lining. That's good. Um, Any near-death run-ins with you lately? No, I just hung out with Grams no. in Florida. Mm, that's didn't good. run into any racists. Grams Some racists didn't run into Grams are good. Well, well I, I speaking a, of. I did a gun run-in down there, too. Oh, shit. As well. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. I was, I was um. The, what? I was at the, um, the gas station, and I'm pumping gas, and this dude is like pumping gas on the other side of the, whatever the thing is, um, and he's he's pumping gas on the other side of the, whatever I don't even know what you call it. Um, the gas pump. The gas pump. <laughs> <laughs> the only. I mean. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> like he keeps looking at me, and I'm like, yo, what's what's this white dude looking at, right? And he's like, yo, dude, I don't mean to, like, make you nervous. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I thought you saw my gun. He lifts up his shirt, and he has, like, a Glock on his waist. It's fucking Florida. (laughs) Everybody has a gun. They do have an open carry, uh, whatever, right? Yeah, I'm not not about that life, though. What part of Florida Florida? were you in? Boondocks. Because I was in Boondocks, Florida. What part were you in? in? I was in from your grandma. Fort Myers. Huh? I told you that. I was in Fort Myers. Oh yeah, girl. No, he was in North Florida. Mm-mm. You might as well be in Jackson, deep south. Or, yeah. Anyway, that's a lot. Well, the inauguration <laughs> happened. Oh yeah, that. That was interesting. <laughs> um, if we, I guess, if we're speaking about it in terms of PR, um, they did a piss poor job of all the lies. In fact, we now have a new 
phrase that we can incorporate yes. into our daily our PR glossary. <laughs> yeah, our daily American glossary. Like we don't call things lies anymore. There's no there's no such thing as no. fiction or falsehoods. We no. have alternative facts. Three alternative facts and truth. Would that get Three alternative facts and, <laughs> and a fact. And a fact. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's going to be the new game that the kids play yeah. the first day of class mm-hmm. when they're breaking ice and meeting new people. <laughs> Three alterna- two alternative facts and a fact. Yep. <laughs> Unless Kelly your mama Conway is, is the type to go upside your head because those <laughs> things don't work. Son, that's with, the first thing I mamas. thought about. I, <laughs> I just wish I was like 12 years old so like... I heard I could hear that and then I could try to use it on my mother <laughs> and see like how far I get before I lost one of my teeth. <laughs> like because yeah, my mother was really good for calling us a liar and I could just see mm. like I don't know what you're talking about. I just gave you the alternative <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you the alternative facts. I don't see the problem. Shout out to Chuck Todd that just couldn't hold it in. Listen, she laughed at facts. her. Chuck laughed at Kellyanne. And she said, <laughs> she said, you're laughing at me. Girl, we are all <laughs> laughing at you. America, um, people that don't even watch Meet the Press are watching right now, and we are all laughing at you collectively. Let's it's unreal. Be clear. It's unreal and real at the same time. It is. It's, it's all very it's real. Scary. It's that is, it's like, it, I don't know. I don't know which movie I saw this in where, like, you're, 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 non-reality became your actual reality and then like you couldn't get out because it was kind of real oh freddy krueger (laughs) that's exactly the premise for freddy krueger you're having a nightmare that you can't get up from and then freddy krueger comes to kill you yeah also freddy krueger was kind of orangish with really bad skin and terrible hair if anybody wants to fight me on this you can but i just want to say we're literally living in a freddy krueger movie right now so this will be the first like documentary that's a horror movie seven years from now yeah that's kind of scary that <laughs> is kind of scary yeah that's a good way to put it we also had the women's march whoop whoop that happened that did happen i was really i wasn't here for i was traveling the world and being bad and bougie um yeah. but it was it was nice to see it was nice to see how it came together it was nice to see the opposing views that I saw, I saw on my social media feeds a lot of people that were engaging in um, debate because the reality is with with the feminist movements, the mm-hmm. feminist movements that have happened over uh, the last few decades, uh, there has not been a lot of intersectionality. Like mm-hmm. a black woman's view of a feminist feminism versus a white woman's view of feminism versus an Asian Asian woman's view versus a Latina woman's view rarely have we had conversations where like they they meet yep and I think there it opened the conversation or at least there have been some people that have opened this conversation to say hey let's not play like we're all on the same team but let's get on the same page mm-hmm. so that we can call yeah so that we ain't can get to the to the to the the core of what we're all fighting for and I appreciated that. I appreciated this new conversation. I'll revived say that. Per- conversation. Yeah, I'll say that because when I was watching it on MSNBC, mm, you know, them. shout out to Aunt to Joy Reed, Joy Ann Reed on AM Joy. I like um, her. Yeah. 
she was interviewing she was interviewing um, people who, there was Latinas for Trump at the march which I thought was very interesting with like it was just a, a, a mix of people and yeah I guess it opened that that discourse that dialogue but imagine like you with your sign against Trump next to you someone for Trump but for women's rights it was just to right. me that was very confusing to watch mm-hmm. exactly. you know what I mean and like the biggest thing about it is is it was <laughs> I say this all the time and most maybe not mostly and just I'm probably mostly serious yeah when I say it look what happens when women turn up so often I mean and perhaps it's a maternal instinct and, and just perhaps women are just really pissed off and they want to we need to be heard but look how many women like it a lot of women turned up and then a lot of men turned up as well like yeah. in support of women in, in support of the women in their lives their friends their girlfriends their wives their sisters etc like that's the kind of for people that don't believe that marches and protests work it's that kind of support that places doubt in the minds of people trying to oppress Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, everybody wants to do the right thing, whether you're on the good side or the bad side or however you want to define it. And when there's enough people to spark doubt in your mind, it takes it only takes that much doubt to make a a freaking house fall. Yeah, <laughs> a, a White House fall. Hopefully, hopefully the way I mean, things are rolling. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you care. That. I don't. Well, I don't know. I've been reading a lot of things where they've been talking about how he's like just really pissed off. People don't like him right now. Like that. Like his biggest frustration is like that he's not better than the last president. Nobody thinks that he's the best right now. It's his ego. It's everyone. Everyone's ego needs to be stroked. His ego's not getting stroked. He out here taking gift pictures from the 2012 inauguration like you desperate bro oh, oh man <sighs> only time will tell and, and what people do when they're sad and angry true what that, else that doesn't give anybody any comfort sag awards happen Another yeah shout happen. out to hidden figures for winning what yeah. is that cast of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ensemble best yes. ensemble shout out to orange is the new black did their thing Stranger Things, Stranger shout out to the kids. Thing. Yeah. Like that. that was so cute. Yeah, there's another award that happened. Um, there's the Golden Globes that happened. That's, oh, that did happen, yeah. It's yeah. just, we've seen a lot more diversity on the award circuit. And they're winning, People shout of out. color. Yeah, and shout out to Donald Glover for winning Atlanta. For yeah. Atlanta. And shouting was, out Migos. I mean, <laughs> you all right with me when you give a shout out to Mumble Rappers. <laughs> And shout out to Jared Leto, who's about to Google Migos after the show. <laughs> and then when you finally start hearing raindrop, drop top, I'm, I'm going to yeah. stop there. Like, yeah. I mean, what else do you need to know? That was good. So and it's yeah. been an interesting roller coaster of life on the, I guess on the advertising front, there's been some shakeups at some of the top agencies. I think Karina was posting about it, but we've got some new CEOs over at doo, 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 doo. Let's Google. Hmm. But while you're Googling, there is pro bono work. Sim, you posted this. Well, yeah, for JWT doing work with Black Lives oh, Matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Oh, that, is that what you're talking about? I'm yeah. talking about, yes, over there, I believe. I mean... 
after all that they went through with um, the last, what was he, the CEO or CCO? Mm, CEO. CEO. Um, I mean, that's that's a that's that's a good comeback. Donde esta Senor Gustavo? That I can't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like ultimately, like that. If that's if you want to rebuild your image, I think there was. That's a. That, that's that's a good, the way to do it. Way to start. Like, <laughs> you know, like they hired they hired the woman to replace him, and I don't think that that really caught on the way that they wanted it to. Right catch on but this we'll see what happens in 2017 this is a year for everybody to prove themselves right well yeah but i think ultimately like when it comes to all of these organizations like they they just kind of need that refinement they need that push um like they and i think it's what with a lot of these movements that are happening like they have a great idea but they just don't have the creative force behind it to make sure that it's sustainable so an agency of that caliber getting behind them is what's necessary to like get shit done right so the shakeups i was talking about so there's a new chairman and ceo over at publicis mm. um and there are some updates to the the C-suite staff over at DDB, mm. um, Ogilvy and Mathers, Ogilvy, yes. that's that's that was, yeah, that's your people. That's my people. That was your, that was your people. Yeah, back in the day. But um, <laughs> by the time you hear this, by this they've episode. been going through a whole new restructuring. Was it like? Do they update like their brand and stuff as well? Yeah, well, it's um, I don't know if I can talk talk about it, but um, it's pretty much putting everybody together and restructuring internally and yeah they are still gonna do their push for diversity um this holiday awards was i mean this holiday party was very interesting um i think the winner and i don't mean to put it this way i think the, the headliner for diversity was about lgbtq groups oh, okay. so um shout out to our champion diversity winner and shout out to um well, rest in peace, Joe Benchetta, I think his name was. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, shout out to Ogilvy. Hopefully, more diversity pushes for next year, for this year, and all the best. That's a lot. So yeah, a lot of things have happened. Good, bad, ugly, and different, just like we said. But with that being a thing, we know we're at the end of January. By the time people hear this, we're gonna be starting um Good we're gonna hard. be starting february shout out to black history month i don't want to read anything else on martin luther king there are several hundred other people that we can talk about but you know whatever <laughs> whatever beggars can't be choosers i suppose but with that being said we um we should probably just talk about what our plans are like professionally personally as far as our take on diversity and inclusion as a whole like there's a lot going on and i think an aspect of self-care is to kind of plan out our year so we have something to look forward to and that can happen both not both but that can happen culturally it can happen personally it can happen professionally and kind of like setting ourselves up for success rather than relying on you know the outside world to take care of itself so that we feel good I want to make sure that we're talking about what we can make, sh what we can do from our perspectives to make sure that our worlds, as you mentioned earlier, our individual worlds are taken care of in a way that's comfortable for us. Yeah, I think 
given like the current climate, it's easy to be distracted in so many ways. And having a plan helps us stay focused. And if there's any time to be focused, it's right now in the midst yep. of chaos. Yep. That's a good strategy. Yes. Did you like that? Yeah. You genuinely appreciate that. I mean, I, th I think we all need <laughs> some sort of strategy <laughs> right now because it's yeah. all very surreal. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think any of us in our <laughs> lifetime saw this coming. And this, we just, I don't, I don't think we saw this coming. And like we were talking a couple episodes ago where. <laughs> how calm I was when he got elected. Now you're like, well, well Freddy Krueger got elected because, president. <laughs> because there was no way to like fathom what was about to like, what this dude has been able to do in like 10 days. I don't um, think we knew the extent. And right. I think that's why, I think that's why a lot of people, not to speak for you, but I think that is why a lot of other people that I've, I've, been in discussion with over the period of time weren't really worried about it like it was just there's this thing that like politics and even media can have a, a way of like can have a way of like not dealing with like not really being a part of your world it's the stuff that happens on t the other side of the television mm -hmm. you know okay. and like it doesn't affect your day to day but recently what's been happening is it 100% has affected a lot of people's day-to-day. -day. Even in the most, like... Intimate ways. Oh, even in, the mo in, the, in ways that you wouldn't even expect it to. Like, for example, with the, with the band, like, who knew that their, pro their, their professor, their science professor, wasn't coming into school today? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, who knew that their doctor wasn't coming to work today. Right. Who knew? Who knew that there's just so many things that you're like, man, I you knew it was gonna be some 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 fuck shit, but you didn't know it was gonna be the kind of fuck shit to make you like within ten days right. be like, damn, I need to I need to buckle down. So I, to your point, Karina, I think it's it's going to be to our benefit and to everybody's benefit to use this time of frustration to actually make plans and not just because everybody's like oh you know i can't do anything protesting doesn't do anything you're right it may not do anything for you but there are some things you can do so i want to talk about goals um and like let's just start i mean the, this the whole premise for this podcast is talking about how diversity affects us or how we also can affect diversity in our workplaces and like given the current landscape like what's going on how is this affecting us Okay, I think in diversity, it's twofold. There's our place as minorities in the office, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. what does that mean for us, and our own self-care. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be, if anyone approaches you, you know, knowing where you, what you say. I think for me, personally, everybody wants to call DGT, DJT, because I don't say my whole name, um, all types of names. Orange Goo, President Cheeto, whatever. And I think for me, it's... Jonathan I Taylor Thomas, what? <laughs> DJT. Oh. See, I might have to switch that up, too, because I'm trying to find a name that's... Him downstairs. Just Shout out to Bernie Mac. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I did 
I got you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a name that is not derogatory because Him downstairs. I will use that, but I have to use it where it's universally like understood. And then if it's not, we then play the clip from Bernie mm, Mac's right. stand up. And then it's you inclusion. Could, we could actually just make that a thing. We can okay, we'll make that a thing. And the only time you speak to him is when you want some milk and cookies. Some <laughs> <laughs> milk and cookies. Anyway. <laughs> because I don't want I wanna discuss if you're gonna have a debate with me, if we're gonna have a discussion, we're going to discuss the issues. We're gonna discuss the policies. It's not I don't like toothpaste. I don't like dried fruit. I, I it's it's not it's beyond that. I want to have well, those if you're are gonna petty conversations <laughs> you're having like about if dried you come fruit? for me. I remember I mean I was on Twitter and this lady like she was talking about average Joes and I was like not the average Joes just voted for El Trompo, <laughs> El Bozo. Well, see there we go again. But like I'm him downstairs, good. Him, okay. Mm-hmm. He who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. And um. She was like, well, I don't argue with children. I'm like, what mm. does that have to do with that? Mm. You have no argument. Now you're coming for me. That's a different That's a different thing. She mm. called you a child? She called me a child. But oh. she couldn't argue mm. her shit. Anyway, that made me think, okay, if we're going to talk about this in the office, we're going to talk about it, discussing the policy, you're going to be educated. We're going to have an educated... A person in the office called you a child? No, 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 no. This was... Oh. Honestly, you still have your job? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying is, if you're going to have these conversations at work, yeah. they have to be on an educated, informed basis. They do have to be on an informed and, basis. And when people do... And, and the same thing, if people come at you and you, you want to laugh at the next you know, nickname, whatever... I'm guaranteed it's going to be funny. People really think these through and be crafty with it. Right. But you have to understand that there's a sense of professionalism that you you handle yourself in the workplace. Outside of that is your business. Are you, are you having conversations at Yeah, I have conversations, conversations at work, at work and I say exactly the same thing. I mean, let's think about it this way. 42 to 47% of people, white people, whoever, 47 to 42 to 47% of people voted for Trump. Now, that's statistics, stats, sorry. Wait, that's that's the whole. That's not just white people. That's everybody. 47% of the people in this country <laughs> voted for okay. Trump. I just want to clarify because I don't want although it was it was a large amount, I don't want to be like that entire 47% was oh, yeah. no people of color because Correct. there was some foolish folk. Hey, they did. They voted. There. They voted. So just just mirror that to your office. Not everybody in your office, even though it is more the most liberal place and liberal playground and whatever, there are people in your office that voted for Trump. Oh, most They're not from my office. <laughs> <laughs> but would they tell you? They would not tell you. You do not no, know. I can't. I won't say in my company, but in my office, yeah. I know for a fact. Right. I know for a fact. Would they tell you? I know for Back a fact. Back to my point. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that they would tell if they if they didn't. I don't think anybody would say it out loud. I do think <laughs> I do think with the reaction, with the visceral reaction that everyone had with the results and you know. Because you're, you're in a small the, office. Right, the, the emotions, yeah. the tears, the rally. in an apartment. I do work, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do work in a family environment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's very intimate. Very intimate. I work in a larger agency, yes, corporation. Like, yes. So chances are uh, pe- people want to be out 
outward and whatever, there are people that you work with or sit next to or go to meetings to that voted for Trump and they mm. see differently than you. I don't you. even know what I would do. And so because you do not know who these people are, you still have to conduct yourself professionally. And having a strategy, I have a strategy of like, I'm only going to talk about issues. I'm not dealing with names. If you like to talk to me about politics, here's the thing. If you want to follow me on Facebook, know that I post political articles routinely. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to say that to a coworker today. And they're like, I'm glad that, like, I'll still follow you on Facebook, but I'm glad that you give this disclaimer and I'm like I'm gonna let you know because what I say professionally what I say professionally in the office may not be what I what I post right that person voted for Trump no they did not but okay so in general you're saying like the conversation does have to be that there needs to be direction for you to have the conversation right in an effort to not spark unnecessary tensions right and even no matter what level you are senior or junior you have to direct what you're gonna take in because mm-hmm. things are changing. There's articles nearly by the minute. This guy is changing policies by the minute. It's becoming media frenzy. It's becoming crazy. And you and that's the other part of it. You have to take care of yourself. Right. You have to watch what you consume. Sometimes it's faux news. Sometimes it's mm, these alternative listen. <laughs> they ain't doing nothing but selling you some alternative facts, okay? <laughs> Something else for you to believe in. Something else for you to put your faith in. You got to look at the facts. You got to look if it's reputable. You have, you, at, at this time, you control what you want to take in sure. and what you want to discuss. And on the, on the individual, the personal part, you know, if you just want to focus on work, you can tell that. Like, you know, I'm like, let's just focus on the project at hand. I'd rather not discuss this. What about you, Sam? Um, I don't have political conversations at work. I think it's better that way. But do people come to you? You can't no. control if someone or comes to you. Or what are you overhearing? Because there, there's yeah. there's the there's the piece of it like okay, I don't contribute, but we all hear hustle. I mean, I hear I hear conversations. as hell. So I, I hear know. conversations. I mean, I feel like everyone who's in the general vicinity near me, uh, it's pretty liberal. But I think. I, I just don't feel like getting into the nuances of like and you but you're that also aura. but listen mm-hmm. you're also in a um employee resource group right I am an employee resource group okay so what are those conversations even though I'm sure you still sit off to the side and act like you're not paying attention um, <laughs> what are those they actually like I mean they're they're pretty I guess you know they're what you would expect from a black employee resource group um but even then, like, I feel that my stance on most political and racially charged things is more Malcolm X than um, what most people perceive Martin Luther King to be. Nope. So <laughs> um, I choose not to have those conversations because I'm, I'm pretty... They're, they're, You're considered radical, and like that's a yeah. hard conversation to have when people, when people want to walk a line, and then you, you, fuck this line. I don't care about this yeah, line. I don't, like this is just how I feel. I, 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 see, for me personally, I, I just don't believe in. 
I don't I don't think there's there's anything like you can't do anything halfway like you know right. in in the words of Mob Deep like either you <laughs> either either you're about Ain't it no room for halfway crooks? No there, there aren't <laughs> you you can't be a halfway crook you can't be a halfway uh activist you can't be halfway about humanity like you're either all in or you're not and I think with and I, and I think with with most people now Especially, you know, part of this conversation is, you know, everybody wants to, like, quote unquote, get along and they want to, you know, cross the aisle or whatever, whatever the case may be. I personally say, fuck your aisle. Um, if you are not empathetic, like, this is, like, this is, and for most of us, if you're living in New York and you work in advertising, and, you know, you're probably, even if you're a person of color, you're somewhat privileged, right? Mm -hmm. We make a decent amount of money. We, uh, we, we are afforded luxuries. Like, we can work from home. Like, if you get arrested today, you can call out sick. And you'll be back oh at a, you, I mean, up. like, not but it's, if you get arrested, <laughs> no, you can call out sick. <laughs> but these, but these, that's your one phone call? <laughs> <laughs> I got it on my job. <laughs> Because it's actually happened before. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. these, these are things that you can that you can do. So like we we we're privileged. My whole thing is, I try to be completely empath like have empathy across the board for all things human. Um, I I even tried to find some humanity in the people who who voted for the dude who shall remain nameless. You did. Um, I remember but, that conversation. Pissed me off. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like if we're going to have a conversation about this and things that are politics and policies, uh, my stance is going to be very on the side of what's right. And there's no there's no leeway. There's no gray area. It's like either you about that shit or you or you or you not. And you're only gonna get a few chances with me before of like you trying to like prove your point before I just go ham on you. So I just oh, choose not to like. I I, I don't think I don't I, like you. Basically, my stance is you don't negotiate with racists and you don't negotiate with anybody who upholds white supremacist values. Mm -hmm. I have two questions for you, because um, you're part of a black employee group, whatever. Resource group. Re, yeah, black um, employee resource group. Mm -hmm. I don't know black. But <laughs> anyway, are you, how do you feel <laughs> about the way that they're handling the current climate? Are they so, paying attention to it? Are they acknowledging it? Are they saying anything about it? Because mine, I mean, I want to call mine out. He, they're not. Talk here, about it. I've been here's, waiting. Here, here's the thing, right? So, understanding that I work at a very large company with over 900 employees. When you start talking about change, you have to be a little strategic about how you go about getting it because you are trying to change an entire environment. Like, over 900 people. So you really can't walk, I can't walk in there and be like the most militant dude right. on the planet, right? Right. So my approach is, is I like to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And through asking questions, that's how I start 
acknowledging like, yo, a lot of these people are privileged. Like you don't, even though you are black and you are in a predominantly white environment, um, you still uphold like little things that are an issue for diversity. Like you don't acknowledge like schools, right? So like you look at the difference between like private schools and state schools and you know city colleges and things like that. Um, and you understanding that like there there's there's a level of like elite elitism that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, and so like for for me like I I, I realize that they they're they're just not like we're not all on the same wavelength. So I, I try to be really right, strategic. Based on experience. Right, based on experience. So I try to be a little bit more strategic about how I go about doing it. I don't I'll notice your elitism and I won't call you out specifically. I'll ask you questions. I'll say, well, you know, like you want to mention the AKAs. All right, cool, great. Like that's a great place to start for like, or any of the like major fraternities, historically black fraternities uh, to like solve the diversity gap, but you ignore candidates that go to like schools that are like like down the block from you. So it's like, and I, okay, so I think that that kind of brings us. You had another point. Yeah, I had another point, but um, I don't know if it answers your question. But well, my other point is, if someone comes at you, like even if you overhear political talk or mm-hmm. someone, let's say a non-black person, it's like, hey Sim, what do you think? Like, what do you say to that? After you answer that, I want to transition because you just made a good point to transition us well, into the last point. Yeah. I mean, the only time this happened was the day after the election. And I made it very clear that I'm like, white people did this. <laughs> like, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything to, you know, I think everyone was shocked. And my that stance. That said it or that it happened? Well, they were shocked that it happened. Right. And for me, I, like, I think we and I talked, I was like, this is a possibility. Like, we had talked about this before it happened. Like, this is a possibility because, like, we know white people. Like, we've, we've, like, we've, we've grown up with an understanding of what, what the they're capable are. of. Uh, so, I mean, like, we were in the elevator and somebody said, you know, oh, my God, this is such, I'm like, well, have you been to the middle of the country? Like, these are, like, these white people they have values like and their values matched up to Donald Trump's so you know they didn't really care for that and the conversation ended then so you know I think I think so going back to your last point about like the resource groups mm-hmm. targeting I mean targeting who they know targeting a more privileged group of people right. to to help to diversify the talent pool mm-hmm. versus going to a less accessible or uh, going to a group that has less accessibility mm-hmm. to the industry. Part of part of those frustrations, I think that having these frustrations, I think, helped give us clarity as to what we want to get out of this year, the next four years, right. or even moving forward. Like. There has to be some point where we just become positive, right? Right. Like, can't just sit here and be miserable and pissed off every day. I mean, we could. I totally could. I can do it. I'm totally yeah. capable of it. I'm sure you guys are as well. I'm sure people listening are as well. But, like, it's not healthy. Right. 
I saw some Facebook video because that's where I get a lot of my self-help from these hey. days about this professor <laughs> and he poured a glass of water and he held the glass of water and he asked people like how heavy was it and the moral of the story is you hold it for like two seconds the glass of water isn't heavy you hold it for hours days weeks months your arm will freaking break off right and the longer you hold on to things basically the longer it causes pain so since we're not come on as i'm saying (laughs) sometimes you need to get a word where you can get it and i felt like that was a really good word which is kind of what sparked the conversation to 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 lead us to this topic but working in an industry where we literally control maybe not create but we do control culture right i think we do control um our professional destinies Mm -hmm. and we definitely control what people view on their mixed media platforms whether it be social media television radio people still listen to radio podcasts whatever yeah like we have the ability to make progress in our own worlds and i think it's going to be really important for us to focus on those worlds right so with that being said i want to transition into talking about like what's our game plan for let's just start small for 2017 for at least half of 2017 maybe the next three months of 2017 like mine specifically yep mine specifically is is to make sure that i am as honest as possible with having conversations surrounding diversity and to me that goes both professionally and personally i i feel for myself that there is i'm starting to intersect like my my purpose not even just the passion for it but just the purpose because i feel like what's happening what's happening in dc on the hill uh uh at the white house wherever Mm -hmm. a lot of that is a product of fear now while i'm quite sure that there are specifically evil sacrilegious antichrist anti God, anti-universe people, whatever you believe in, they're against that Mm -hmm. in there. I also believe that because there are enough people who are able to buy into that rhetoric, whether it's because they're being paid to do so Mm -hmm. or because they truly feel that the best way to handle uh, the direction of our nation is to to re-marginalize more often than they have been groups of people whether it be black folk whether it be Mm -hmm. lgbtq folk whether it be women folk whomever uh people of of muslim descent and religion i think it's really important to understand like if i don't if i don't tell people about my perspective and my experiences however frustrating it can be I feel like I'm contributing to that fear Mm because you don't know better. And maybe you're not, to Simeon's point that you make all the time, I mean, (laughs) actually somebody said the other day, because the the woman who accused Emmett Till Mm. of of Mm. whistling at her is still alive somewhere, and we all know the story of Emmett Till, that woman Mm. is still alive. So I may not be able to get to somebody like her, but guess who I can get to? I can get to her great, great, you know, granddaughter or their neighbor you know what i'm saying like i feel like it is it has become my duty to talk to have these conversations everybody's not here for having the conversation right i truly am yes so Mm -hmm. therefore that to me is something that i can do and to make sure that and to make sure that i take it beyond just having the conversation and to make sure that i'm posting and to make sure i'm writing 
on my blog and to make sure that I am actively participating in the resource group within my agency because I can I have a seat at that table, you know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't have a seat at the table to discuss which executive orders get signed, but I damn sure can have a say uh, have a say about what um values we put forth as we begin to hire new talent into my agency. So so my goal is to is to be that activist, to be that all the way activist within my personal world which becomes my network of people I know and my network of people I work with. I I kind of piggyback off of that as well. For me, it's a finding out what really my activism is even though I do post through Facebook and doing things through social media, I think for me, I would like to take a more active role. And being, I think one thing I didn't do last year was speak up at my, you know, employee resource group and ask the questions, why aren't we saying anything? Things like that. And on top of that, I think there's the self-care that I'm really protective this year, you know, taking care of myself because at the end of the day, I still have to, a job to do. I'm still hired to do my job, and I have to do that 100%. And to do that, I have to manage myself, how I conduct myself, how I want to, how I want to be perceived in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's yes, having that activism element and speaking up, and the other half is making sure that I'm okay. I'm taking baby steps. <laughs> um, I mean, just in the, in the spirit of self-care, um, you can only do so much. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I'm trying to be strategic about what I take on um, and how I take it on so that I am not burning myself out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because to your point about the, the glass the water in the glass, um, just looking at it as, you know, an ounce or two of water in a glass, if you're looking at all these problems coming from every single angle mm -hmm. and you're just saying like, oh, it's only an ounce of water and you just keep taking on and you keep taking on and you keep taking on, you won't, e you won't even get to hold it for an hour. Yeah. Right, because, because you just, only, have, right. at the end of the day, you only got two hands, you know? Right, yeah. so f for me, it's like, I don't know, I've just... As far as like diversity goes at work, um, trying to be involved in the employee resource group so that it's not me just going, flick these fucking motherfuckers again with this bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, to be a little strategic about, and <laughs> I said, I was having a meeting the other day about this and I said, well, you know, the, the, the real strategy is you need to set people up to fail. Um, Especially when, well, th th well, this is. I mean, well, I know. Well, here's the, and I'll Dang. and I'll tell you and I'll tell you why that's the reality is because when you're talking to people, especially white people who consider themselves good white people, um, it's really hard for them to see their faults if those faults aren't black and white, um, and your efforts you put putting forth a good foot isn't the same as you actually taking that step to do the right thing so when you set someone up to fail it's it's you saying all right cool this is what you want 
I'm not gonna wait for you to actually like put your good foot forward here. Here are all the pieces for this puzzle. And it's now up to you to say, all right, cool, I'm gonna put this little puzzle together. Or you set a goal and I help you I help you, you know, take the first steps toward that goal and you saying, No, um actually that's not really what we wanted because because when I help you, we're gonna get closer to that goal and then you'll see that you actually don't really want diversity and inclusion. You just want what looks good Ooh. you know so it's it's really my goal is to set people up to fail this year because i think a lot of people especially now when you're looking at you know the women's march and you're the women's march and all these people who are now all of a sudden it's cool to be to be a protester because a, a year or two ago when black lives matter was yeah. in full force every week you know it wasn't cool to be a protester but now it's cool to be a protester so they, they now have a, a new self-righteousness that they didn't have before and it's not all white people but there is a new self-righteousness that's happening and i think they kind of feel like it absolves them from fall but i don't I, yes i think i i'm sure that that is a part of it but i'm wondering if it's less about setting people up to fail because these are conversations i'm gonna take my credit where it's due mm -hmm. this is a conversation that I brought to this I brought to the table sometimes mm -hmm. you gotta let folk fail or is it more about keeping people honest like yeah. you well, I don't necessarily it's a, it's I don't, a challenge. Really, they're, they're, you don't want them to fail well, you actually right. want it, it's, them to, it's, it's, to succeed but I'm not gonna let you get away with the fuck shit you used to get away before right, right. They, and that's anybody even on, like people of color that are out here praising praising the opposition right. praising the, the oppression so, and it's like, but bruh, you don't really mean that because that's not what you really want. You don't really want to not be able to go home. You don't really want your family not to be here, you know? So so for me, when I say set people up to fail, it's that's that's my own petty way of saying what I want to say. Which it is, is petty. Which it is, is, you know, ultimately, I would love for you to prove, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Right. I, I, that, would, that, would, that would give me hope. more hope than anything. For me to be like, you know what? This motherfucker, he ain't gonna do what he said he gonna do. Because the worst so, thing is to be disappointed at, yeah. right. at the at the end of the and, day, right? And to me, and that's to me, that's that's it's almost a part of my self care, which is like I'm not going to let myself get hype when I see you inching toward the goal line um, and feel like, all right, cool, we made it. Because in my head, that's how I feel about a lot of the people who were at the tail end of the civil rights movement like they were they they were inching toward the civil rights toward the goal and they saw those little that little progress is like all right cool like we're good we got our government jobs we had you know got hired yep. by the GBEs and the HPs and all these big corporations that had diversity um, initiatives in play and they kind of dropped the ball so for me like my whole thing is I kind of want to set you up to fail I hope you don't fail because you failing means that somebody else has to feel like I felt when I was trying to like do my thing. I think there's also an aspect of of having a hand in fate that I think is important, at least from for my goal. Like, fate I want to get fate. Okay. I my my one of my goals is to get back into mentoring. Um, because I, I feel like that's where I, I used to feel back in the day when that was something that was required, so I'd get my credits for class. but And, and, and then it turned into something that I was just doing from the heart. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like for me, I guess maybe maybe I have a teaching spirit, even though I will never go back into the classroom. Oh mm-hmm. hell, because no. I, I can't. I just can't. Hey, hey, shout can't out to the teachers. Teacher. Shout out to but the teachers. But <laughs> I think there's an aspect of I want. Not only do I want to be the best in my personal self, I want other people to be the their their best selves. So folks trying to get into the industry, like somebody reached out to me today, like I'm you know I'm junior in college, looking out for you know I want an internship. And for me, it's bigger than that. It's not about setting you up for an internship. It's about you no, know, there's a process. There's some things you need to know. Here's right. Some, let let me get you some other people for you to talk to. Let me expand your horizon, and I'll help you as much as you want to be helped. Won't help you more than you want to get help because there's nothing like that kind of disappointment. But like, mm. I want people to learn. Like I. I want change so bad that I'm willing to I'm willing to change my day-to-day habits to allow other people to feel to feel that change and to see better that's so they can do thing. better, you know? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Because there is like there's there're going to be these there's going to be these adults that to Simeon's point like you don't really care <laughs> Like, you don't want to feel bad, so you're doing things not to make you feel bad, but you also don't really care. You just don't want to be left out. So, no. like, I want I want to make sure that in in our circle, in, in, in this life I have, and yeah. the, the shit I see day to day, to, like, I want other people to want to change, to want change as much as I want change, so I have to do good. Yes. And as petty and trifling as I can be sometimes, that means holding that in. Maybe not holding it in, but expressing it in a different mm-hmm. way, or putting my energy elsewhere to mm-hmm. combat the pettiness I might do I mean, on, on another side. But there's good petty and there's bad petty. Yeah. There's great petty. And there's <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I've graduated. Yeah. I graduated with a summa cum laude in petty. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, yeah. To to Simi's point, as much as you want to set people up to fail, I also want to on the other on the opposite side. I want to set other people up to win in a way that. I know uh, as much as other people want to want newcomers into this industry or newcomers into the workforce or people that are just new to new to to working in general people want to see them fail I I want to counter that with me wanting to see you win. Hmm. I hear that. I I think there's challenging. I think one thing I do want to talk about is people protesting for the sake of protesting and to be a part of the crowd. And then there's another part of people realizing that it affects me too. Because I think with Black Lives Matter, it was like last year, it was like, this is a shame. This is like, this is horrible to say, and this is, you're probably to see how naive I really am. But um, you see people like, that's a horrible thing. Like we gotta do and change it. Now with the Women's March and things like that, it's people like, oh, like, what this guy is doing affects my day-to-day life and right. we got to do something about it. Right. So it's like half the people who, who are protesting to be cool and posted on Tumblr and Snapchat, whatever. And then there's another part that people are just realizing that th- he is like F- all lives right at this point. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's hard not to, to if you have been aware of you know the the cultural the cultural climate for the last ten years. Shit. <laughs> um, I mean, because that's really like Genesis is like 10, 11, yeah, 10 11 years, years. Eleven yeah. years ago. So 
I mean, that's kind of when the protests really started kicking off again. So it's, it's almost like a slap in the face for them to now see protests as an effective tool yeah. when they've been basically <laughs> judging. It's like, what are you going to take? If, you judging know? all of us for like the last year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I guess that's where a lot of my petty is stemming from because you didn't care when it didn't involve you. Right. And it's hard to ignore that. I hope you change for the better. Um, I hope you really mean what you say you do. Uh, but the reality of my life is I can't expect you to do things because that just sets me up for discipline. And yeah, and for me, it's like maybe I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, maybe we, maybe this is something we needed things to fail and and someone to just. F it all up and, and destroy the and destroy everything and and just ruin everything for us to see how precious what we like you know kind of like I don't know how to word it right now articulate it right now but like maybe everything had to fail and like burn to the ground right. for us to realize the importance and and how precious it is to our everyday lives maybe that's maybe that's what this is man downstairs, whatever, he who shall not be named, maybe that's the ultimate goal. I mean, it's... Plot it's, twist. But it's... it's <laughs> I mean... Is that too, is that too naive to think It's that not way? naive, but it's. I think it's just crazy that this is what it took for people to be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this protest thing is actually a, a, a good thing. It wasn't a good thing when a 12-year-old was, like, shot dead in the street. You know what I mean? Like, so... What did I say... Maybe I didn't say it here, but I think it's important to, I mean, is this an excuse I'm about to make? No, I think it's a reality. You need context to care. There's a, yeah. shit ton, there's a whole bunch of shit we don't, we don't pay no attention to. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Every day. Every day. And, and that's I mean, a sad we reality. Can't, I believe we I'm can't ignore, You can't, <laughs> because that's just human. It's not a part of your world. So, so why do you care? Now, here's the thing. It sh- you should care because if we really were this whole human race that everybody talks about being a right. part of, we're just one race, one human race, then anything that happens to a human should right. should exert empathy out of you, should should make you want to take action to, to care and to comfort other humans. Right. But that's not realistic. Like The reality is you need context to care, and I think... Nowadays, so you feel, you think they didn't have context? Nope, I don't. For Trayvon, for I don't. I don't. How those same people you talking about in the in in Middle America, that the only black person they know might be somebody that I mean, works at the one person that works at a a, a factory, it, it, and they don't know any black lo- lawyers, they don't know any Latino doctors, they don't know any like. Then if, if that's the case, then none of us should care about like a John Bonet Ramsey. What are you talking about? You grew up with white people. You knew white people. You knew I, white kids. You went I, to school. You went to elementary school with kids that looked just like her. Wait, no. First of all, no, I did not. Well, high school. <laughs> when, when when she when she died, I must have been. I could have been you more. You also socialized on TV. Like we've always been a part of their world. We. We've never been Ariel looking from the outside in. We've always been on the inside. So They've been on the outside we, okay. looking at our lives. 
So we, we've, we, I mean, that, that doesn't make, that doesn't give me peace. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to give you peace. I, I mean, I do think that it is important to recognize that, though. And I think that is why it is important. Like, we just want people to understand us the same way we understand them. We want people to feel these bands the way we're feeling it, the way, you know, like, we, we all just want people to understand, and that's not realistic for people of color because we've been socialized to be a part of a specific world and everything that we live or, or the way that we live has always been considered um, subculture. Hmm. It, like our culture was only was only mainstream culture when it became entertainment, hmm. not real life. And that's not an excuse, but that is the that's reality. True. Yeah. So if we are gonna if we are gonna make progress and we are gonna make change and we are gonna make plans to, for us to do better and to encourage other people to do better, then it's important to understand if there's no context to understanding that fire is hot, you're gonna touch the fire and learn the top for yourself, right? Right. That's that's just period. And 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 I mean we'd be angry, or we make plans. <laughs> we make plans. Okay. We can't be mad. We can't be mad. At, I mean, we can't be mad at everybody all the time. Like some people do I'm some not, fuck but you shit. Know, I'm not even. I'm not even angry. It's just yeah. like it's, it's, just it's annoying. It is annoying. It's, I mean, it's, I'm I'm actually past frustrated. I'm I'm, I'm annoyed. It is annoying. I, when I'm annoyed, I'm just like it's like a paper cut at this point, like a really bad one on your like, knuckle. Mosquito bite. Mm, yeah, it's like a mosquito bite. I think, and that, that's the whole purpose. Like you have to make these goals. You have to, you have to focus. And you have to focus on what you're going to do as an individual and how you're going to navigate the next, Lord help us, four years. And well, even beyond that. Maybe it won't be that long. And even beyond that, though. But even beyond that. things happen. You know what? And you need context to care. I, I say all the time, every time I look at the news, I just think about every time uh, we did that unit on McCarthy. Was it after the, se- the Second World War? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And how, like, nobody paid attention in that class. And I was the only one really excited to learn about it. Because I was like, man, this man, like, blacklisted everybody. And just, yeah. like, I couldn't believe how a man could could put out blatant lies. Like, he was putting out, like, blatant lies that were being disproved every day. And people were still believing it. And then I look on the news, and I was like, holy shit, that's what the hell an alternative fact is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we need context to care that we need to know how history went down in the past. We need context to care about how shit's going down now. We so that hopefully active. we can give that context to another generation. So hopefully this shit doesn't happen again, or at least not this way, because this is just blatant re- repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> and I this is like, just blatant. Like, right. like literally from, from two and a half, three years ago, ten years ago, this is just nothing but repetitive history. This is nothing but history repeating itself. I've read about all of this. I took tests on all of it. Got A's in all of it. See it happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. None, this shit ain't new. None of us should be new to this. And anybody that feels like this is a phenomenon, you've lost your goddamn mind. Or you didn't pay the hell attention yeah, exactly. in school. <laughs> you didn't pay attention in history class. <laughs> I think I always like, there's an Oprah video you know, one of Oprah's videos. And at the end of the video, she says, I know better, so I do better. And she I think... Maya Angelou, when she's talking about Maya yes. Angelou. And I think every time yeah, I think about was telling about her about that, the men's. <laughs> Leave the men's alone. <laughs> but every time I think about, like, and I, and I see parallels of now in history, I think, okay, like, 
I know better, so I need to do better. And that... You got spankings, though. Excuse me? You got spankings. Okay. Um, that is the reality of my childhood. <laughs> I mean, but, like... But, I, but, but, but let me finish. Like, that is the parallel that I make, not only how I handle this current climate, but how I handle my professional life. Like, right. everything that I learned in 2016 and beyond and before that, I'm taking it now and really paying attention. I know better, so I should do better. Not because, you know, I like, that's what you say after you pay a total amount of bills. Mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it's something that, no matter what your age is, you should really, really think about it and live it. Agreed. Sorry, sir. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I just feel like the idea of knowing better and knowing better and doing better. It's you have to actively want that. Like, you do. Not, you do. It's not a passive. It's not a yeah. It's not a passive thing. And so, like, I joke and I say, people, people who got spankings, like, they tend to, <laughs> they tend to do better. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, no just, it's just, it's <laughs> just, I don't know what it is. Like, like PTSD, like whatever. Like, you know, you just tend to do better because like because you know the consequences you know like you understand consequences yeah you know consequences. which is a value yeah yes. which is which is a true value and that's also setting boundaries with ourselves so to simeon's point like not engaging in certain com conversations like that's the same thing you know what boundaries are you know what buttons to push mm -hmm. and when to push them to get what you want you also know which buttons to push to get other people to activate in a way that you want yeah you know and that's really important we we, because we're all telling on our parents right now. <laughs> we, who used to get yoked up back in the day, and then some, or people that people that were taught the value of boundaries and respect right. for life and people's time and people's mm. uh, uh, intellect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, because let's, let's be real. Like your mother didn't say, "Don't." You, oh, so you think I'm stupid? <laughs> said, hey, because I really just, don't think you're stupid. I just really want you to let me go and let's stop having this conversation. Alternative facts. <laughs> but people that respect boundaries, I think, want to do better because that's how you were. You, we were rewarded. We were rewarded <laughs> for coloring within the lines. Okay. No. You're not no, I, th I thought you were saying like the reward was like not getting a beat. That is, but that <laughs> was the reward. The reward was not getting in trouble. The reward was going a day without having your ass slashed <laughs> by a leather belt. Especially <laughs> you know you you were expecting it, and you I mean, got away I, because son, I used I to. I got I got a couple. I got a couple of spankings for shit I didn't do. They was talking about this is for what you about to do. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even about to do nothing, but instilling those boundaries, aka fear, <laughs> was helpful. But needless to say, I think I think part of it's important, and I'd like to see um, as we move throughout the year. We've got 20 episodes scheduled for this hey. year, y'all. <laughs> I'd like to see as we move throughout the year, like how we are doing um, with, to Simeon's point, holding people accountable, or aka in the petty terms setting them up to fail okay. Karina's point like just really maintaining and managing the self-care portion and making sure that you come first and you're doing your best and me g being out there to help and advocate on behalf of what I feel is right through the industry which I work like this is all we have like all of us can't be on the front lines at Union Square 
or at JFK Terminal 4 sure can. or like we like we can't and we want to so you got to like make your difference where you can and I feel like this is where we can do that and it's going to be so important this year cuz it's <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about these 10 days, child. <laughs> it ain't even been a real month yet. No. It ain't even been a full two weeks no. yet. A real ass uh, two weeks. Like, and the, the 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 nation has turned itself on, it has been turned on its head. Like we are literally seeing what happens when you don't oh, give your children boundaries. My. <laughs> Like, this is like, Do we just talk about how he over here just signing shit away? Like, I'm like, is he reading this stuff? Who has time? I have trouble writing emails, you and they got all these executive <laughs> orders just piled up on his desk like he ain't just take office. You know, you know, like when he was writing executive orders for just in case back in September. You know when a child does some real fucked up shit and then they show it to their parent like real proud, <laughs> like, like like this is this those is what those pictures this look is, like. This is exactly what that is. Like yo, I just ruined your Picasso. Look, <laughs> mommy, look, look. Is that shit on my floor? <laughs> Rub, mommy, rubbed, look. You shit all over the wall. Mommy, look, <laughs> look. <laughs> That's exactly he put shit on our walls. And got no beating for it. None. None. But it's okay. Um this but holds not. us accountable as well. So <laughs> Alright, so that does it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening and it was really great to be back with everybody. Um wanna make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ask Mixed Company. Um, you can also shoot us emails with your questions, comments, frustrations. There should be lots of frustrations, so we're hoping for great content from you guys. Um, you can reach us at askmixedcompany at gmail.com, as well as reaching out to our partner, sister, family, um, Mafa New York, at Mafa New York. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we look forward to sharing another 19 episodes with you all. Cool. Peace out. Bye. Later, guys.